Um, how was your years, Lucy? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was not here last week because I was in horrible, horrible pain. Um, my ears are uh, somewhat better. This infection kind of moved from one to the other somehow through the tube that connects them, I assume. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, I did not realize how painful ear infections were. I'd never had one before. My yeah, mom was like, good. it's not as bad Very as childbirth, horrible. but that's like uh, a really okay. low bar. <laughs> yeah, so... It's like head it's, childbirth. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's what it felt like. I mean, I was like waking up every three hours in pain. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic times. And did mm-hmm. it end with your brain like coming out of your ear and then it was over? Yes. Do you think we now. Did a Greek goddess spring fully formed from your skull? Yeah. I hear it's like a manifestation of your evil thoughts, so they had to, like, trickle out, and then you were free. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think evil thoughts anymore. I think pure thoughts. You just get sewing needles and stab them into your ears to relieve the pressure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How how are you guys? How's your... I've been having a very normal day. (laughs) (laughs) Very yeah. Day. Very uh, I would also. I would just like to say, Edward Colston. Is that Edward Colston? Yeah. Is that his first yes. name? Yeah. Rest in piss. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in pieces. You know. Yeah. I, I hope the I hope the weed grows thick over on the bottom of the Avon. Ooh, that's so nice. That's, so, <laughs> that's like very poetic. I like that image. Yeah. yeah. So just like if you're listening to this in 2023. <laughs> Uh, this is like the second second week, I think, end of the second week of yeah. the Black Lives Matter protests all around the world. Like last week, we were feeling very normal. <laughs> Bristol watched everyone else have protests, and they're like, police, police <laughs> horse cavalry charge on crowd. We can mm-hmm. do better than that. <laughs> so they yeah. threw a, a damn statue in the sea. <laughs> well, the yeah. yeah. It but. genuinely makes me feel proud to be from Bristol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we chucked him in the fucking river. <laughs> I felt like, I felt proud to be from Cardiff yesterday. Yeah, I haven't been anywhere. I can't get to any protest because I'm in my house in the middle of nowhere. So yeah, I'm I'm living Aww. vicariously through you. You could do you could yeah, do my, a one person one. My closest protest would have been like two hours from here with like on public transport, but like changing three times. And then you would, outside, you would have been an outside. You would have been an outside agitator. So, the thing about Germany is it's too large. Yeah, it's yeah. really fucking big. <laughs> Live on a small island nation where the sea is like three miles away at all times. <laughs> I mean, yeah, everywhere like... is kind of coastal. <laughs> yeah, they only oh. they really only did protests in Germany in like five or six of the biggest cities. So, you know, there wasn't one in the one that's closest to me except like there was only like in a cafe they did something for like 50 persons max so yeah my friend lily was telling me um they were gonna do because she's in leeds they were gonna do one but it got co-opted by the swp so they had like an online one instead for fuck's sake (laughs) there was a bloke yesterday with like a massive um yes cymru flag uh, like dressing a welsh onesie at the blm protest uh-huh. It's, like, mm-hmm. it's not what this is about. <laughs> it's yeah. like not relevant. Yeah, Black Lives Matter protest is not the time to be flowing indie Wales. Like it's just not the same. <laughs> it's really but not. then when? 
Um, <laughs> if not now, if when? not now, then when? Uh, <laughs> How do you think this is gonna like actually shake out? Like, because hmm. I have no idea. Because I can't this. see, I can't see like governments like actually reacting to this in in effective ways. Like, mm. I, I, I simply Especially can't see. Because America's gonna That's have elections in five months. Yeah. Decide, and decide, decide which fascists. Yeah. Um, it depends how long they go on for. I think because I mean, like with Minnesota, I know there's there's more talks about actually just getting rid of the police, which is the, the best like possible outcome. Yeah, but you know how do you translate that? I don't know if that would be like statewide. Yeah, like I, I, don't know I feel how like this this work. needs this will need to go on for like several months. Yeah, yeah, I think. But it, I. Hmm. The left is trying to, to destroy imagine. Fargo. How dare they? Oh no! <laughs> no more cops in Minnesota. We can't. We can't watch Coen Brothers films anymore. Oh damn! Yeah. <laughs> I was watching um, No Country for Old Men yesterday. Um, uh-huh. Did you like it? I don't know. Probably. Um, <laughs> but like, even that, it's like, oh, look at the good guy cops going out and sort of not helping much. But mm. you know, they're good people, and I'm like, are they though? I really like. Most Coen Brothers movies, but I I wouldn't put that one even in like my top five or top ten. A lot of people say it's the best one. A lot of people it's... say that it's the best one, and they're wrong. I think. Like, <laughs> I think I really think the Coen Brothers are so much better when they're funny <laughs> than, <laughs> than when they're like even even you know things like Fargo, which is like a, yeah more of a serious tone, but there's still uh, jokes or, like, misunderstandings and some mm. bit of comedy in it. And No Country for Old Men is just too humorless for me. I think it's, looking, like, effective. But, yeah. I'm looking through their films, and I don't think I've seen a single Coen Brothers movie. You've never seen um, Oh Brother, Where Art There? No. I have oh, never seen any of these. I can't believe I've never made you watch that. Has Je- George Clooney as, like, strange conman from the South? <laughs> Ah, uh, we had like the box set. We had Raising Arizona, um, yes, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, and Fargo. Um, I want to see Hail Caesar. I haven't seen Hail Caesar yet. Hail Caesar is pretty good. If you, yeah, it's about communists. Yeah, mm. Hail Caesar is very that. funny. It does have Scarlett Johansson in it, so you um, know. Yeah, but she. But she's only in it for like ten minutes, I think. <laughs> it does have a oh, song God. called No Dames, which I have seen on YouTube. Yeah, it's very good. No Dames. Um, I've only seen half of it. Good stuff. I, I've I not also, watched a single like, one of their movies. That's that's my, really wild. I yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah. People you, really want me to watch the Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, Big Lebowski is fine. I don't think Big it's, Lebowski it's, is really good. Okay. I like the Big Lebowski. <laughs> Every I time I have a friend uh, who watches Big Lebowski, they become obsessed with it. Start wearing jumpers and start drinking White Russians. It's like a plague. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I started doing that before I ever saw the Big Lebowski. <laughs> Okay, well done. I don't know why it anyone has... would willingly drink like a milky alcoholic drink. That sounds like hell to me. I mean, it's so you're good. not the Bailey's is good. Mm, I don't like. You're not the much. best person to ask about milk-related things. I feel like. No, I'm pretty anti-milk. <laughs> you're very, you're very prejudiced against dairy products. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is my. It's my core prejudice, really. <laughs> yeah, being lactose intolerant. I base my life on. Um, an anti-dairy agenda even uh, though I have mm-hmm. milk in my coffee every morning of my life well Lucy I'm sorry that we're collectively film broing you but you deserve it 
That's okay. Maybe one day I'll get around to watching them, but probably not. Mm -hmm. You're going to post on on Twitter like, "Uh, my boyfriend making me watch a two and a half hour movie, but it's like all of us rather than Tom. (laughs) Most Coen Brothers movies aren't aren't even that long. Like, I think Raising Arizona is like 80 minutes. Yeah. I mean, No Country for Old Men is two hours and 10 minutes. Mm, Yeah. That's why I don't like it. I'm going to start, start successively dating random women off Tinder as, um, and forcing them to watch uh, Pulp Fiction uh, and then never <laughs> seeing them again as a bit. I think that's a pretty good bit. Yeah. That's very good. Um, I think that you deserve to be put on some sort of register for that. <laughs> Pulp Definitely. Fiction watch list. <laughs> Do not match with this man. He will force you to watch Pulp Fiction and not see him again. Looking, looking backwards between you and the screen to make sure that you're watching like the good bits. <laughs> so, are you reacting correctly? Are you reacting correctly? <laughs> Look, baby, that is dead. Me every time I make someone watch something. <laughs> I, I really think like uh, the movies guys make me watch bits is also like a bit overplayed at this point like it's fine i mean yeah. i just think it's very dumb because of course people around you want you to watch things that they like yeah. also it's because it's me and it's me and i don't want to face that it's me but it's me so i think it's bad actually <laughs> it's normal for people i think to enjoy certain pieces of media and want to share it with others I and agree. if it's if you don't like it then don't date that person <laughs> Yeah, if it's Pulp Fiction, then that's probably, like, kind of annoying. But, like, if it's just another movie, then, you know, chill. It does have, like, yeah. slight tinges of mean Twitter girl energy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very it's very Fiat 500 Twitter. <laughs> it's very much girls who hate their boyfriends. Um, yeah, like, they'll tweet yeah. about how small the dick of someone they slept with the other day is. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. I hate that culture so much. Just and don't... It's, <laughs> it's also, like, who my cares? least favourite way so... of... It's so performatively cool, girl. It's very, uh, like, annoying. Yeah. It's, it's like, my least favorite way of discrediting a b- piece of, like, or something that is considered a classic. Like, when they go, like, oh, men have tried convincing me for... F- or convincing everyone for 50 years that Vertigo is a good movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> men, men, a.k.a. all film critics. Um. Yeah. I, I think fucking, like... Pauline Kael had like more uh, positive takes on the people that men revere these days than you know the male yeah. critics of that time and it's like you know you can just say I didn't enjoy Citizen Kane you don't have to <laughs> you don't have to make it like yeah. a thing you don't have to say it's yeah. because it's for men and men made it rather than like yeah. I just don't really vibe with it very much though saying it's that like I a- will not watch a war movie it's like an anti-personality trait. Yeah, I also will not watch war movies. I've seen one yeah. war movie that I like, quite liked, but it's very old, and I was quite I young like, when I watched it. I only like them if they're, like, anti-war, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. There, like was, the war there was someone who said all, I think, all war movies I think are Bridge right. Over the River Kwai is really good in that regard, and that's the only one. Like, that's the only war movie I will stand by, honestly. There's that quote that's like, it's impossible to make a war movie without in some way glorifying some aspect of war, even if it's by accident. Yeah. Um, 
It's like, like I, all the films are like, oh, look how sad and traumatised these men are. But also, isn't it necessary? And isn't it kind of good? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I think Jarhead. Jarhead is a really yeah, good Jarhead. Uh, illustration of that because they're watching in the film Jarhead, they watch, uh, they watch like um, Apocalypse Now and they're all mm-hmm. cheering when they, then they blow up loads of people from helicopters. Yeah. Um, and then the, the film Jarhead itself is is like revered by a lot of like meathead sniper yeah. guys. I have not and seen has Jarhead. Loads of weird, has loads of weird sequels where the, the original Jarhead is like, war is boring, dumb and shit, and soldiers are made worse by it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the sequels are like, cool gun, man go snipe. Yeah. Yeah. Like with like with the Robocop sequels or the, yes. the, the yeah. Starship Troopers <laughs> sequels. Also, I just refuse to watch films with a desaturated color palette. That's very fair. <laughs> I am who you I could, am. You could, any film that's got the like, oh no, we're in the Middle East and I seem to have spilt turmeric all over the camera lens. <laughs> oh, it's not, it's <laughs> not yellow. It's yellow. yellow. I it's think I'm more bad at by for me, it's, it's not even the the desaturated color palette but more of the how every uh every movie after saving private ryan films war in a very specific way and that's you know the whole I hand camera thing that private annoys ryan. me so much more <laughs> mm. hate private ryan the guy or the film the film <laughs> just just i don't know it's just trash it's really like weirdly disrespectful in a way i don't know yeah I have, I, not seen it. I have not seen that film and I probably won't. Because I don't watch war movies, you know? I like... I, I've read... It's weird because I've read, like, Catch-22 and I've read books like that, but... And I can read books about it, but I just don't like watching movies. Apart from maybe how Coriolanus. Is it, how is it different in... Like, I, I wonder because I, I also really like Catch-22 and, you know, Slaughterhouse-Five. Like, I think mm. they're really effective, but I don't know how... I guess it's the visual medium, like how... Yeah. If you yeah. display, if you show it visually, it's uh, it's gonna like turn turn the thing more into a spectacle. Yes, war is because it sort of has to be. It's exciting, yeah. really. You know, explosions and machinery that yeah. goes bang. People, people, there at some level, a lot of people like that. Like, I can feel the attraction to things like that. I, I don't know where it comes from. I don't think it's a good or healthy thing, but like, it, it's something that people like. Yeah, I mean, I'm also watching Gundam now, and that's I I I, st- I, I think it's really good, but that's also totally like uh, they they do have a war is bad and traumatizing message like all over, but the action scenes are still like fun yeah. to watch, and the robots are still cool. Robots are cool. Pacific I do Rim. keep yeah, Pac- I love Pacific Rim so much. I keep thinking of the season eight Game of Thrones War is Hell. Um, king's landing scenes uh-huh <laughs> just you know i don't know just thinking about it it's yeah i because i think something like apocalypse now uh is on its own it might there's there might still be people who cheer on the war scene or whatever but mm. on its own i think that's like that on its own is not like a, a super bad portrayal or like of war but all the films that are like there's gonna be films like okay jarhead is gonna copy that and then jarhead is gonna be copied by other movies and uh, yeah the reason why it was like or the message message of the original 
uh, yeah, thing people that's going to get lost. They want to capture the aesthetic rather than the actual like yeah. meaning, which is that thing about people just absorbing aesthetic far more than any other meaning from films because they are so visual. Yeah, in the same yeah, way sorry, that like Quentin Tarantino ruined uh, yeah. indie movies forever. Yeah. Should we get on? Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. talk about books. Um, not that much war in this one. Uh, no. Okay. I want to be the first person in the game to say f- I've never really got rinse when totally. Who spells Please. He's the character who started off the Discworld series. Most important wizard out of anyone I can see. He's a useful character to have around, but he's not one that I personally rate very highly. Rincewind is a top geezer. What can I tell you about Rincewind? Welcome back to Who Watches the Watch, your favourite Discworld slash politics podcast ah. <laughs> about the Discworld series of books by Terry Pratchett. No, sir, we do not acknowledge the existence of the royal family. Um, <laughs> I'm your host, Charlotte. Yeah, and with me as ever are my other three hosts. I'm happy <laughs> okay. to be back. Yeah, Lucy's back. Welcome back, Lucy. <laughs> I'm your host, Janos. It's good. It's good. That, it's good that you're here, Lucy, with gunshot ears. But I, I'm quite sad, and I'm George, and I've just found my avocado has uh, mold in the in it. Oh, it's Damn. a sort of F. sort of a someone left uh, your cake out in the rain kind of situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I've never had that happen to me, but uh, I have got a moldy avocado. Mm-hmm. Green icing slipping down. Yeah, today we are. Today we are finishing Color of Magic, the the last two chapters, with our good friend Rian Swand. Mm. Um, now, before we get to Color of Magic, I, flower. I have devastating news for everyone, and I think I want to clear this up before. Oh no! Is this the getting to the actual reading? Oh god! <laughs> yeah, I have okay. I have warned you about this. Oh. I guess I guess I just get to it. So. I found out that Petro Grothfuss has a dis- has a Goodreads. Okay. Uh, and he's writing a lot of reviews. Uh-huh. Is he? So I was searching through his reviews for Terry Pratchett and he has logged and rated almost all of them. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy uh, shit. Oh no. He hasn't he hasn't actually written reviews for every one of them, but like for at least half of them. So there's none for Color of Magic. But oh. he did write a review for Guards Guards. Okay. This is a this is a terrible revelation. I'm not happy about this. <laughs> it is yeah, it has shaken my world and I I couldn't like be the only one who know knows about this. So <laughs> I I have pulled up his review of Guards Guards and like the common thing with all of these reviews are that he does very much admire Terry Pratchett and love his books. Of course. But he also can't stop uh, talking about th- how he himself is a writer. 
you think you think if he <laughs> as was a like, writer, he's a writer. like, oh, Terry Pratchett is so good. I love his books. Um, by the way, I've never written anything nearly as fucking good as him. <laughs> like, he wrote how embarrassing two books. to be like, this is my muse, and everybody's like, then you are doing you a poor infinitely job. worse. Yeah. Patrick Rothfuss has written two books and like the Rick and Morty comics, like and mm-hmm. that, Wait, Rick and Morty slash Dungeons and Dragons crossover comics. Yeah, that's the thing he wrote. And I've only read one of his books, and I did not care for it. And I heard the second one's even worse. So yeah, <laughs> I haven't read any of his books, but I have read his. Um... Oh <laughs> goddamn! That review he wrote. What was it? Was it, it was about uh, adaptions? Or yeah, it was his Tumblr oh, yeah. post about adaptions where he's like super anti-sex worker in it. It's cool. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's like seeing your childhood crush grow up and become a like, sex worker. Mm-hmm. It's that, that was really it. creepy. It's, oh, it's the creepiest thing I've ever read. Yeah, it's like, when she was 16, she, she was like wearing a sweater, but that was so hot for you and you wanted uh-huh. to fuck her immediately. <laughs> but it's now she's sexy and you hate it. It's like oh, she used to be. It, she used sad? to be so. She used to be nerdy and cool and like mm-hmm. clever, but now all that's gone because she is in a porn film and her breasts are enhanced and stuff. But like too enhanced, and she is definitely <laughs> no longer funny or clever because she does sex work. TFW like when boobies too like, big. Yeah, him being like, oh, and she's wearing fuck me red lipstick, and I'm like, it's just lipstick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the implication. <laughs> That's coming from you. <laughs> and, but also, like, in that case, you would be watching, like, a yeah. pornographic video. So, You're yeah, watching of it. course. Like, people watching porn watching porn is, is fine. Being in porn is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's fine to consume it, but if you're in it, you're basically amoral. Um. Isn't it really sad? Isn't it really sad when someone you've objectified in the past that they have agency of their own? What if girl girl made me horny, but oh no, now girl make other people horny in way I don't like. Yeah, <laughs> and that's exactly like watching uh, the Lord of Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought as I watched the Lord of the Rings movies. I was like, this is just like watching porn. Yeah, generally is very fucking lipstick. Yeah, it's like not having Tom Bombadil in the film adaptation <laughs> is like somebody punching me in my dick. I do agree. Yeah, no, I thought I was the, the only one who time? wanted to fuck Frodo, but now everyone wants to. <laughs> people, people didn't want to fuck Frodo when he was young and nerdy. Now they all just want to fuck him. Now he's destroyed the One Ring. People Can don't just... want to fuck books, but everyone wants to fuck movies. <laughs> uh-huh. Can we just circle back to something I've only just discovered that there's a Rick and Morty Dungeons and Dragons comic crossover? <laughs> Rothford. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a horrible, no, a horrible you, thing. When you said that, it kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of shaking a little bit now. <laughs> there's something perfectly horrible about those words. <laughs> so here's a few like passages from Patrick Rothfuss's five star review of Guards Guards. Oh yes. I've been yeah. rereading some of the older Pratchett novels, partly because I simply enjoy them. Partly because they help keep me sane in an increasingly infuriating world. So this was in 2015, so good luck with that. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) And partly because they are so comfortable to me. The literary equivalent of a security blanket. What? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of insulting, but okay. Go off, King. 
Uh, then there's a part about Terry Pratchett's passing. Okay, that's that's fine. Uh, and then he gets to the book itself. This is the book that introduces Vimes, perhaps my favorite Discord character. And that's saying something, given the number of books of the series and the number of truly delightful characters. Okay, sure. Fair. That said, on rereading this, I was surprised to see where Vimes got his start. The Vimes in this first book is a good character, but it's not the character I grew to love. It's pretty obvious that Pratchett was planning on him being a Discworld version of the down-on-his-luck gumshoe detective. Hard-drinking and bitter. More stubborn uh, than clever. I don't is it? Is that I what Vimes is? I think that's true. I mean, it's pretty obvious that, like, he's in a shit place and he, he gets better throughout the book. Yeah, yeah he's just sad. He's like, why he's is just he a saying, sad like, guy. this is not the character I grew to love? It's like, yeah, because he grows over the book. <laughs> yeah, he changes. I was surprised to see the character when you first meet him is not the same as the character when you meet him last. <laughs> Imagine my show. I'm a writer. Why? <laughs> he's surprised because no one in his books ever like develop as characters. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Why is this writer developed a character? I'm shocked. I would never do such a thing. <laughs> yeah, and that's literally how he goes on. Like he says, as a writer, it's interesting for me to see how Pratchett started here with a functional but not stellar character, who he then changed rather abruptly into one of my favorites in the whole series. It's nice. Yeah, it's character development. Rather abruptly. Like, he doesn't understand character development. <laughs> He doesn't even change it properly. He's more or less the the same person. Yeah, he's like pretty similar at the beginning of Men at Arms. He just changes a lot over Men at Arms and then a lot over Fifth Elephant. And then he changes a lot when he has a child. Um, (laughs) You know? People don't change when they have a child. What are you talking about? (laughs) And then this is the last sentence of the review. It's nice for me to see that Pressure didn't have it all planned out ahead of time. And that he was, in fact, just making it all up as he went along. I mean, he did make stuff up as he went along, but that's not... (laughs) Okay. You, you You can't say as a writer and then be astonished by like the most basic <laughs> things about writing he's like I'm, I'm i'm glad that terry pratchett wasn't planning things out in his like series of books that aren't following the same narrative all the way through because then when i release my three books that are following the same narrative over three books in a trilogy and it's inconsistent that makes me feel better <laughs> Also, I'm just, like, scrolling down on the comments under this. One of it says, what a bad comment in such a shit book. And I have no (laughs) idea what they refer to, like, with bad comment. Wait, what? And then there's there's this incredible comment by Zach, who rated it five stars. You mean insane in an increasingly sane world. What? (laughs) What? What's Uh, he replying to? 2015 (laughs) is increasingly sane. Yeah, 2015, I hear that was a rough time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, I wish we could go back sometimes. <laughs> Progress is good. Yeah, that was like 2015 was like when everyone loved Hamilton. I- including me. I didn't know what Hamilton was until 2017. So. Oh yeah, Hamilton. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did like Hamilton. I thought it was pretty good. I was like, these are some musics. It's like every time when there's like that end of the year Spotify wrap up thing, 
uh, and I go to my all-time sets, like there's songs from Hamilton that are still on there, even though I haven't <laughs> listened since 2016. Did you hear the conspiracy theory that Hamilton was funded um, by Wall Street um, to increase, to like repair the reputation of um, the financial sector after the financial crash? What? What? <laughs> How would that work? Because he sets up the banks. Alexander Hamilton was the creator of the financial system of America. Yeah. I haven't seen it. So I, they were like, "Well, we'll get so we'll fund this guy to make a to make this like cool musical about this cool finance guy, and then we can like help repair the the Wall Street reputation." I think conspiracy wow. whilst I can see Lin Manuel Miranda doing that, I don't think he did. I think you have to think more about stuff to be able mm. to do that. <laughs> I mean, Lin Manuel Miranda I mean, is pretty much a, is absolutely a liberal, but. He's not like he's not. I don't think he's an evil guy or something. I don't know. He he's did just some kind sort of, of really dodgy, dodgy stuff in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, yeah, yeah. Where he like helped fund. I I, need, I don't know the details, so I probably shouldn't like slander him. But he funded some sort of development scheme that was actually really damaging to a lot of like working class Puerto Rican people, if I, I recall do. correctly. Damn. Yeah. I can just be smug because I never got into Hamilton, really. So <laughs> I'm better than everyone. Yeah, I'm, I, I I'm think better they... than you, Lucy, because I didn't hear of it because I'm removed from popcorn. Did they already put up the the like filmed version on Disney Plus? Oh, I don't know. Cares. It might be already up, but like, it was such a big deal when they said back in 2016 that the final performance, like one of the final performances, was filmed and it's gonna be released at one point, and now like nobody nobody cares like that's why you have to like roll with the zeitgeist yeah. and not not just wait for things because yeah i wonder if it's did it age worse than rent like i i wonder how how long rent say. took until rent, until people started hating it yeah. yeah i think hmm yeah i wonder which one like ages like more quickly i guess i feel like because Rent also got the movie version, and at that point, nobody cared about it anymore. Yeah, and the movie version is, like, the one of the worst movies ever put on film. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, it, talking it's about good. Um, it's Hamilton has made me um, re-look up the Hatsune Miku Thomas Jefferson binder. Uh-huh. Oh, no, I love that. Yeah, I've um, been looking at that a lot recently, because <laughs> the guy Jefferson- who... Or, like, the person who made that made, like, a not-all-cops tweet. So, good shit. Yeah, they're, they're interesting. Very interesting. Okay, what, what, what would this Patrick Rothfuss section... Um, have we finished it? Have we finished the review of God's Oh, God? I have... Because I have a perfect segue, because one, one of the other messages... Yeah. Like, uh, reviews... Or, what's that? Comments under this review is by Kate, who rated it four stars, and they say... Just want to throw in my two cents re-fave characters. I love death. And the lesser characters, the luggage and Grebo. Yeah, luggage. So let's luggage. talk about luggage, I guess. It's it's uh, wild to me that the luggage would be anyone's favorite character. I think it's... I kind of like that. Uh, I think that's I quite... I love luggage. The luggage is great. Yeah. The luggage is fine. It's less of a character and more of a, more of a, more of a force, force of nature. Yeah. Yeah. Liz, was there anything on the first two chapters that you wanted to say quickly before we we get onto these um, two chapters? Not like especially. I think the biggest thing is that uh, that none of you mentioned, but that's okay because it's more relevant in the light fantastic. 
But um, I think Rincewin and Two Flower are deeply in love. Um, okay. No one will change my mind on this. <laughs> okay. Uh, I feel very strongly about it. <laughs> okay. I I think that's good. Um, it's yeah. not. It's obviously subtextual because he didn't write romances like that, and also he doesn't. He Terry never Pratchett. wrote gay romance, even though he, he kind of he's did. he's never heard of gay people. Okay, he does I later have, on. Uh, Lucy, exciting news for you. I went on archive of our our own twenty eight <laughs> results for Rinse Wind slash Two Flower. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're all written by me. Um, <laughs> t- today, today on Rinse Wind says fuck, we're going into fan fiction corner. Um, <laughs> um, I just think it's, and again, this is more on the light fantastic, but like every single time, Two Flower and him get separated. I mean, they always end up like, that's like fate. That's like luck and fate doing their D&D bit. But also, is it in this book where Two Flower nearly die? No, that's the next book. Okay. Okay. But, oh, I have, yeah, I have some feelings. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily next week we're doing like fantastic. So yeah, we can, uh, we can go into it then. I'm very excited. Yeah. That's about it. Other oh, also, <laughs> I found the, with this book, I find it very hard to picture most of the locations. That's like my biggest issue with it. Yeah, a, yeah, the geography is very confusing in this book. It feels um, like it feels like Discord feels so much smaller in this one because they yes. already reached the the edge of the world. Yeah, because yeah, Ankh-Morpork is fairly close to the hub. Um, yes, it's, it's like on the hub continent. At the hub, hublanders. Yeah, it's like in the in the sort of middle-ish bit. Remember, I, I guess they get... They reach one of the edges. I'm not sure which one. Uh, near Krull. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's it's near Krull, but I'm not sure... Huh. I, I can't, I'm not good with the geography. I don't think he was thinking it through very much either. Um, no, I, I agree with that. It's the world building... Well, I've said this before. It, was, it wasn't originally planned as a whole running no. series. So details change a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at a map. Does someone want to do a summary, or are we going to do more? Like yeah. That? Okay. So I'm I'm going to do a brief one because like who cares really? Um, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. So this chapter is called the Lure of the Worm. They find a high magical area because they're still traveling with Fran. Shortly afterwards, they get captured by um, some people on dragons. The dragons are semi-transparent, and the people riding them wear very little clothing. They get captured. Rincewind temporarily escapes, but then he is compelled by the magic sword Kring to go rescue Fran and Two Flower. So he gets back as well. Fran has met the princess of the Wormberg, which is a big upside down mountain where there's loads of magical dragons, except they're not real, they're imaginary, but with physical form because of the high magical uh, background magic, I guess. Fran fights the princess of the Wormberg's brothers um, because she wants to marry him and make him lord because then she can become queen of the Wormberg. Um, so he does that. Rincewind fights a guy with the magical sword um, but nearly falls to his death but is saved by Two Flower who has conjured his own magical dragon and flies underneath him and saves him. They temporarily try to rescue Fran from the terrible fate of being married and becoming rich and <laughs> lord of a big mountain but luckily he is once again recaptured by hot dragon lady um and then rincewind and two flower 
they go too far. No, what happens is they go too high and two flower goes unconscious and the magical dragon uh, disappears because it's his imaginary dragon and then they fall. And that's the lure of the worm, basically. It is indeed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they end up yeah. at the edge. Well, not yet. Um, <laughs> that's, first of all, they, they land basically land in water in the sea and using the luggage as a raft at the end. Oh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so, so dragons in this again. Once again, you return to huh. dragons. I've been reading Fire and Blood again. Um, mm-hmm. Always a dangerous undertaking. I will say I wish the Targaryens would stop marrying each other and having incest babies. It seems like a bad idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But this is this is exactly like a Targaryen thing where there's know, but you three could of be, them. You could be like and, one um, of the shitty like Reddit people who think it's good actually. Like because I yeah. feel like not to go on a tangent, but it feels like it's supposed to be a bad thing. Like in uh, in Dunkin' the Egg, Egg is always like, I don't want to marry my sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a like, relatable feeling, I guess. I I don't know how the fucking online Targaryen loyalists get to the idea that it's actually supposed to be good and real people did it too so it's fine anyway well there's the thing that if like Targaryen blood gets watered down too much then the dragons stop like responding to you but that doesn't mean it's cool um and is it like is it confirmed as true or is it just a a stupid thing they believed um unclear because they definitely don't get sick um Targaryens apart from very occasionally and it's definitely true that no one else can really ride a dragon mm. and be okay, and like be safe. But like the so, dragons are supposedly on. evil and bad, I think. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. And um, like pure was... blood thing is always like a metaphor for like, you know, even J.K. Rowling used pure blood as like a bad uh, muddled Nazi metaphor. But, I mean, know. I'm not going to get into myth stuff, but it's probably some sort of like curse thing going on there a lot of them have horrible babies which are like twisted and like monstrous and they all seem to die in childbirth but the point is that they're always um every time there's like more than four targaryens they all have to like compete for the throne all the time and it's normally terrible and this is what this reminded me of because they're dragon riders and there's (laughs) (laughs) one woman and two brothers and they all have to fight each other and be the last one standing in order to become lord of the wormberg oh yeah Oh, worm. Oh, worm. It's a good way to bring it back to that. Well, that's what I was talking about. How, how, how would we all compare to, like, the dragons in this one to guards' guards? There's, like, similarities. Both mention yeah, swamp dragons, like, 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 the contrast between the, you know, mythical dragons, or what's it called, legendary dragons, and the swamp dragons. Yeah, yeah noble dragons. I was interested dragons, to see yeah. how... How much um, carry through there is in from yeah. in, in what he says about dragons? Yeah, like it's, how they're summoned is a bit different, but like obviously, but like sorry. it kind of, still kind of makes sense um, that they're just using a different magical summoning method. Mm. Dragons come from some imaginary realm and are summoned summoned yeah. through magic and people using power. I it's feel like magic like overall seems thing. to be like a more common thing in this book than it gets later. Definitely. Although I suppose um, partly it's because it is involving Rincewind. So if there's a wizard there, you're going to have more magic than normal. Yeah. I do love the idea of just, I want. I wrote this down as a note, of just like areas with high magical 
energy. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed like the idea of just all the pigs that they were roasting flying off into the sky. It reminded me of like, um, you know, in Skyrim when you kill something <laughs> and then it starts spinning around. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and like flies into the sky. That's what it reminded me of, like yeah, video games glitching. It's really good. I keep thinking of how he was working as a press officer for a nuclear power plant at this point, Terry Pratchett, and I wonder if it's a bit like I don't know. It reminded me of like a radiated zone, um, yeah. except it's magical. Yeah, it's very much like that. They're talking about yes. how wild magic pollutes an area forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything's yeah. a bit wrong. Yeah, they're like, oh, this, it seems to be pretty sparsely populated. And he's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder why that, that. is. <laughs> mm, I'm looking at a high-resolution map of the Discworld, and it actually has the, the Wormberg on it. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking at it too, and I can I can see it. It's very... Does it ever come up again in the books, do you guys know? No, I don't think so. I could quickly quickly look in my um, Discworld companion. I don't remember, like, noble dragons being a thing after Guides Guides. I think they're mentioned sometimes, but they're never, yeah. like, a plot point, really, again. Yeah, they never show up again. He's got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, it is interesting, because, again, like what George was saying, that it is so similar to the Guards Guards thing, that they're sort of forced into the shape of the people who summon them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what they almost what they expect a dragon to be is what they become. There's this thing going on about how they're getting shitter as time goes by uh, because people can't imagine them properly or they imagine them a bit weakly or they don't believe in them enough, like fairies. Um, mm. But Two Flowers super believes in them, so his is the biggest. Yeah. This was also like this this description of how dragons are was also like my favorite part of this chapter. Uh, like like overall, both both of these chapters, like the plots themselves didn't really keep my attention but like every time he attempted some sort of higher concept or some you know tried to lay down how some magic thing works in discord that was those were always like my favorite parts Mm. he's definitely having a lot of fun with this bit i think (laughs) um (laughs) there's so many enjoyable details i like because i was saying last week about rincewind not wanting to be a hero and so having to be coerced into things, and that happens again this time where he's being coerced by the sword this time, rather than by the, the luggage. pain of death. Yes. Which makes him fight well, but he doesn't want to do it, so he keeps his eyes closed the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I like the idea of this like weird sort of, I don't know, is it like low fantasy sort of pulp? people living on this mountain, and they don't seem to go anywhere else, and they all wear like a strip of chainmail. <laughs> um, and they're all basically nude the entire time, but they're all really sexy. It's <laughs> just the like sexy dragon the, lady, the the horny <laughs> mountain, basically. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought the implication of when uh, when she was trying to give Hrung the wine that she was going to poison him, and that's why they tried. To no, I don't think so. Because she she'd uh, poisoned her dad, um, and I thought she was just using him using him as a like an excuse to get her brothers out of the way or. a a way of getting them out of the way. No, because she said that um, she wanted to marry someone, and because they don't accept queens, she was just she just wanted him to fuck. <laughs> she was like, "It's time to fuck. <laughs> this is the third challenge," and he got rescued before he could do it. I'm looking at this uh, this Discworld map now, and 
I, I I'm gonna still stand by the thing that this makes the world seem this book makes the world seem much smaller because like from yeah. Ankh-Morpork to the Wormberg and from there to Crawl still see still is like for the for the map looks like a lot of distance so it, it seems wild over, to me that they're covered they cover it so fast it takes place over six months as well okay yeah yeah, yeah. There's, they're they're at sea for a significant period of time after this as well. They get they get tra- like teleported into the middle of the sea as well. Yeah, mm. um, including uh, accidentally being teleported to Earth and mm-hmm. uh, solving a hijacking before. Briefly. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, sequence? it's weird. <laughs> is that at the beginning of? Is this at the end of this chapter? Or is it at the beginning of the next chapter? No, it's at the end of this one. That really yeah, confused the... me when I read the, this book the first time. Me too. I was like, what the fuck yeah. is happening? <laughs> what are their, like, um, English yeah, names? They, I gotta... They, they temporarily... Uh, Rinsman's so afraid that his mind shifts him into another universe and he's on an aeroplane and his name yeah, is Rinswand. Rinswand. And he accidentally uh, prevents a plane hijacking um, by not understanding what's happening. Um, did Terry Pratchett predict 9-11? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna answer that. Yeah, let's not talk about that. I <laughs> Hi- hijackings saying. were hijackings were really big in the 70s, so he's probably still thinking of them. Oh, okay. Like, they didn't try and like... crash the plane or anything. They they take the plane hostage and use it as a, a bargain. Okay. <laughs> but what if like Bin Laden read the this and thing. thought yes? <laughs> 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 Finally, I know what I'm gonna do to America. You can, you can. It is public information. You can look up what was on his hard drive, so we can look if he had any like PDFs okay. of Terry's kind of color of magic. Oh my god! I don't want to know. What recorded if like one? his own Terry Pratchett podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! This is good talk. Um, I, think... <laughs> I will say, um. This chapter nearly like because I read this book for the first time in like January, February, mm-hmm. and this like end of this chapter confused me so much, and the description of the circumference in the next chapter confused me so much. I had honestly for large sections of this book no idea what was going on. Okay, yeah, I've grasped. It is it kind now. of like just stuff sort of happens again almost randomly, and he's just like playing with a lot of ideas here that maybe aren't like the most cohesive (laughs) yeah but they're enjoyable i had a good time i had a great time Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) what What else is in this chapter i don't think there's that much else to say about it not very much happens really yeah it's also the shorter one of the two yeah i mean there's some stuff i thought it was fun there's also a an their dad is still there. Um, oh, yeah. The dad of the Wormberg people. He's like a wizard. Um, and he was so magical that when he died and said that they'd have to kill each other to become the next lord, he sort of remained like anchored to his body. Oh, yeah, I like and that part because this, this also uh, establishes a Discord president that is going to become a through line for basically the rest of the books is um, murder being like a valid method of succession yeah yeah it's okay dead man's shoes that's like a very wizardy thing yeah 
Yeah, and I think I just also thought that was with interesting. the... Well, it's also with pet patricians, like... Yeah, well, they normally... Uh, yeah, or at least they normally killed. get murdered, yeah. Or assassinated. Yeah, it's, it, maybe it's they don't have to be, but they just, they tend to be. Yeah. <laughs> Tends to be the way there's a new one. Well, um, I think also with, like, heads of the Assassin's Guild or something, it's like in... That's tradition. Many times, yeah. which you know, makes sense. Yeah, so I, I, yeah. I, I like that, that this this motive like this is this is one of the one of the like callback jokes or like recurring motives that i always really enjoyed his like the macabre successions that happen yeah but they sort of like sometimes they sort of get past it the wizards eventually get past it once Wrigley becomes arch chancellor yeah they're, yeah they're this is like, so oh, good at not nice. being murdered yeah so it sort of calms down after that um i mean who's to say that murder is um less valid than uh divine right true (laughs) (laughs) you know you you can be born or you could just kill somebody you know is it more valid i mean killing people does sort of how it's how you get divine right isn't it (laughs) you become you become the one who managed to become king and then therefore it is your divine right to be king Uh uh-huh exactly Exactly. Someone, yeah. your the, whoever your ancestor was as, as a as a king or queen, they some you go far back enough, and they did establish it through violence. Yeah. Again, fire and blood. It's what Aegon the Conqueror did, uh, and in real history as well, I suppose. <laughs> um. <laughs> look at look, Prince William in the eye, and William the Conqueror laid waste yep. to thousands of lives across England and Wales. Yeah, great guy. <laughs> love to be conquered by the French. Um, yeah, so a lot of fun stuff happens in this chapter. And then we get on to the final chapter, which is called Close to the Edge. Close to the Edge. Close to the Edge. <laughs> the edging. Someone say in... too close to the edge. He definitely has too clo- this thing. Too close to like... edge is like uh, the title of the sequel to uh, Too Close to the Edge, the album. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Close to the edge, too close to edge, close to the edge, Tokyo Drift, uh, um, the close and the, the edge, edge, edge five. The fate mm-hmm. of the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so look, there's this thing where he does, I think he just gets like a fun idea and he's like, this is just going to be a plot point. Sorry, I just thought of a joke, carry on. Okay, no, okay. Uh, are you also thinking um, about like Rincewind standing like in physical proximity of the edge from you two? Yes. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Me when I am standing next to David Howell <laughs> Evans of the rock band U2. <laughs> okay, sorry, I had to... <laughs> Thank you for reading my mind, yeah. Have, they have, like, Bono and The Edge um, already said their, what their takes are on looting. Probably. <laughs> what? I- Bono, Bono is, gets worse every year. Yeah. Bono. I'm just Googling his name. Like, what's going to happen? <laughs> Who is Bono? If you Google it in, or like, if you go to the news thing. Yeah. Bono takes the barricades, Molotov in hand. Oh, no. I don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's so, according to ABC News Radio Online, mm-hmm. you two's Bono to introduce all-star cover of Beautiful Day during virtual commencement <laughs> event. 
So do we... Are we already, for like a more professional version of the Imagine video starring Bono, Mm -hmm. Chris Martin, Leon Bridges, Camila Cabello, Noah Cyrus, Cynthia Erivo, Khalid, Tovalo, Ben Platt, and Ty Dolla Sign. Great. Additionally, Dear Class of 2020 will feature remarks from Barack and Michelle Obama. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Oh shit, I think it's some like iHeartRadio thing. I keep getting adverts for us on podcasts I listen to. And they're like, you can, you've been robbed of your graduating, your graduating speech. Uh, Mm. Hillary Clinton has signed up. I'm like, who the fuck wants that? Mm. (laughs) This is really like, like a lib or style. There's also like other celebrities who might make appearances like Jack Black, (laughs) Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, Tom Brady, Stephen Colbert. (laughs) Oh, good. Mark Hamill, Tom Hanks, Alicia Keys, Martha Jimmy Kimmel. Isn't she Isn't racist? Martha Stewart, like, was she the racist one? Probably. Yes. Yeah, I think so. I think so. so. To I'm be fair, I do Oh, fuck, want this is going to happen Tom tonight. <laughs> it's tonight? Yeah. Oh, stream it. But American Night it. Pro. No, it's oh, 12 Night. p.m. PT, so that's like, it's like 9 p.m. Local, like at my time I think I can't wait to tune in I'm tuning oh, no. in 3 p.m. ET yeah yeah exactly that's 8 British Sorry. time I'm <laughs> I'm gonna be watching uh, Walk Hard the Dewey Cox story uh, which is which Eddie's gonna I stream love. in oh shit I, oh shit is that on yeah. is that on P-Got tonight nice that sounds fun I like so I, I unfortunately will have to miss this great event. Yeah. Um, I do want to just point out that this article says that Billie Eilish's brother and collaborator is called Phineas. Yeah. Like Phineas, Phineas Eilish. <laughs> like Phineas okay. and Ferb. <laughs> Phineas <laughs> Eilish is like, yeah, that's some children cartoonist name. He's paired differently. <laughs> I think I used to know someone called... Oh, no, I knew someone I called Phineas. I knew Phineas. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, so. close to the edge. So we're close, close to the edge. So they fall out of the sky and they're in the luggage. They're using the luggage as a raft. Um, and this starts a few months, probably later. Um, they've had some various mishaps. They got taken over by some slavers who rescued them, but were going to sell them, but they escaped. Unfortunately, as Rincewind looks over, he looks out at the ocean. He's like, huh, the horizon used to be way bigger the horizon looks really small right now. That's kind of weird. <laughs> um, and that's when he realizes that they are at the edge of the disc. And they're going to go over, but they're caught by something. And it turns out to be the circumfence, which is a sort of uh, net that's put around the edge to catch things and then taken in by various people who keep an eye on it, which is run by the kingdom of Krull, which is Krull? a kingdom on the very edge of the disc with a big cliff that goes right over the edge. And they meet a man troll, sea troll there, called Tethys? Tethys? Tethys, I thought. Tethys. Mm. And he's made of water. He's just a water guy. And he comes from a different um, planet. But he fell off. And then he froze and went through space until he landed here. And he can't get home. It's very sad. But he's a slave to the Krull Empire. And he's like, you will also be a slave to the Krull Empire. Um... They get rescued. Well, they didn't get rescued, but they get picked up by hydrophobes, which is <laughs> a thing this. that happens a lot in, yeah. this, in this chapter. It's very funny. I, I didn't just remember people... it's from this book because that's like hydrophobes is a thing I 
<laughs> like a concept that has been in my mind like constantly since I read this. Uh, yeah, and I knew that it was so from a Terry Pratchett book, but I didn't remember it was Color of Magic. Because that's apparently the only thing I remember from this book. <laughs> yes. It's incredibly funny because, again, it's, he just seems to come up with a concept and it's like, this is just a thing um, that exists. That, that's this is classic just, Terry Pratchett. Like, this is what, yeah. his, what his best at is come up with, like, outlandish Random concepts. Stuff. Yeah, he's like, basically, they're guys who hate water so much, they're like wizards, that they can physically repel from water um, and they can ride, like, big discs across the ocean. Yeah. But unfortunately, they all die young because they hate themselves so much. Uh. <laughs> I like uh. the idea that you have to go into training to be one. <laughs> yeah, from birth. You have to really hate it. You have to have like you have to drink dehydrated water. Mm-hmm. Which is is a thing that Gang comes up multiple times in this, along with the desert of Neff, where apparently they also were at some point, although we don't see it. Um which is like a big there's a big ocean in the desert, which is like a dehydrated ocean because it's anti water. It's like so dry. So yeah, these these people take them to Krell, where they find out that they're going to be sacrificed because the Krell people are going to launch a big fish-shaped spaceship, basically, over the disc to try and find out the sex of Greater Tween the Turtle to determine whether or not it's going to like mate with anything at some point. They manage to escape with the help of Lady Luck, although you're not meant to say her name. You just call her the Lady. The Lady. Who was... Lady riding around in a frog that Rincewind rescued. Um, <laughs> and she gives them a chance and they manage to escape and end up putting on the spacesuits, which Rincewind knew was gonna <laughs> knew what was gonna happen. He had a terrible premonition. <laughs> and they like go to get into the spaceship because they're trying to not blow their cover, but they f- they're found out because two flower waddles and like the head guy is like, hmm, normally heroes don't waddle. While they're there, the luggage appears, and it's been terrorizing people for a bit, and it's extremely <laughs> scary. And they all start firing magic spells at it, but it's sapient pear wood, and it can't be spelled, so it just absorbs the magic. Mm-hmm. And and while this is happening, something goes click in the spaceship, and it starts moving. Two flowers inside, but Rincewind is trapped outside as it goes down the track. And then it goes off into space, and Rincewind is trying to cling on to the side of the uh, of the disc, but... Eventually he lets go because there's an imp there who is doing the role of death and he's trying to like kill him, but he doesn't want that to happen. So he lets go and he flies off into space. And that is the end of the book. So it's very funny to me that the book ends this way. (laughs) (laughs) Rincewind in space. Yeah. (laughs) I I do especially enjoy uh, death sending Scruffula in his his (laughs) place. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a great scene. Yeah, uh, I mm-hmm. think Death doesn't like fate very much. Oh, yeah. Well, also he's like learned to chill a bit. He's like, yeah, I was, I was worrying about Rincewind for ages, and then I was like, all people die, it's fine. I don't think Death likes the gods, like just in general. No, I don't think so. Yeah, uh, I think it's gonna be like a thing, like when Death actually gets a character, it's gonna totally make sense why. Mm. But at this point, he just already doesn't like them. Yeah. I just want to... I don't know if this is in your... You guys' copy of the books as well, but I did want to bring up also that, like, the edition that I'm reading has this, like, page in the back that's, like, a promotion of a fan club. (laughs) What? Uh, Do you guys have this? Mine says... 
there's like a page that's like got a little black and white illustration of death. And oh, nice. it says, do you want to know more about the Discworld? Then subscribe to the Discworld fanzine, The Wizard's Knob, or join the Discworld fan club, <laughs> the Guild of Fans and Disciples, both run on a non-profit basis by fans for fans. I've um, seen it in one of the books, but it's not in this copy of um, yeah. Yeah, Color Magic it. that I have. I just think that's neat. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. I miss, like, fanzines. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Forums. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the one I have right now is from 1991, and it cost £3.99. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm reading the ebook, so there's there's nothing at the end. Mm. Oh. I have one of them, it's like 70 pence, it's wild. Lots of lots of fun stuff happen mm. in this chapter. The, the water troll is great, I'm gonna say. Yeah. Uh, I forgot his name already. Yeah, but Tethys. Tethys, yeah. Tethys. Tethys. They are Greek mythical figure yeah 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 he's like just a nice man. he's just a nice water drawer yeah he gets larger and smaller yeah because he's got yeah. he's got a chronic tights yes <laughs> it's like because i think he's also like the the only person who's acting like genuinely nice to rincewind and two flower in the entire book yeah, yeah. Renswin tries to kill him with a sword. <laughs> it's like that didn't harm me, but I am hurt. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he needs to be protected. <laughs> He's a precious boy. baby. Yeah. I liked. I did like when um, Rincewind grabs the frog because the frog is trying to swim against the current over the edge, and he picks it up, and Two Flowers like surprised, um, and he's like, "Well, it's the same, isn't it? Going to be the same in an hour." And Rincewind's like, yeah, but, you know, you, you got to do these things. That's nice. Yeah. 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 It's Rincewind a nice little nice. humanizing moment. Yeah. He's not just an object coward. He no, he's a coward, too. but he's not, like, cruel. He's not a cruel person. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Not at all. Unless some demons are bothering you. Yeah. No, and, like, the things where... I, I don't know if I said this last episode, but, like, the situations where... Rincewind acts cowardly are like situations where all of us would. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's that much that much of a coward. He's just less heroic than all the other protagonists. Yeah, he's just yeah. not a hero, but he's in heroic situations. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine myself being very brave in front of like a eldritch god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I Look, I would be myself. I would be fine being attacked by a dragon. I am fireproof and cannot be harmed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Are you a, ah like a Targaryen? Secretly a Targaryen, yeah. <laughs> like the Night King. Like the Night King, yeah. Oh, the blue, the blue guy. You just have to stab him. The blue man. Yeah, you just stab the blue guy. He's blue, and you stab him. <laughs> Every time I think about him, I think about him doing the like DreamWorks face. <laughs> <laughs> Rincewind looking at Belshazzarroth and just doing DreamWorks smirk. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm, God, there, there's a thing. Rincewind, uh, no, uh, Two Flower. He's just the ultimate tourist, and he really, really wants to see everything there is to see. So he kind of wants to go over the edge for like the whole chapter. Oh yeah, he wants to. He wants yeah. to be a spaceman. Sorry, I just yeah. had a cursed thought when Lucy said that uh, Rincewind is making is making the DreamWorks face because I feel like I feel like Shrek is. Is the American equivalent to Discworld. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. 
Shrek. Okay. Because hear me out. Like there's there's like an inter or like that that essay that I don't know if I mentioned that in the last episode or like in the pre-talk, but that's the one that's quoted on Wikipedia that says that Terry Pratchett wanted to do with like when he created this world, he said he wanted to do to fantasy what um, what Blazing Saddles did to westerns. <laughs> and Shrek is kind of doing exactly that. I do think Shrek's yeah. quite similar, but I, I think mean, in the way that if you're, I if just you think they're both pastiches. Genre, you sort of end up in the same kind yeah. of places. Yeah. But also, specifically uh, fairy tales. Shrek and Guards Guards end in a very similar way. Yeah, it's with a that girl dance dragon. party. Yeah. I mean <laughs> that bit, yeah, but no one like transforms into an ogre or breaks a curse or has true love or anything. It should have happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's there, there's not enough like dance the na- or like God. song numbers where the villain of the story sings I need a hero for like three minutes. Uh-huh. I would have liked that. I would have liked um uh what was his name? Once <laughs> doing a yeah. I need a hero thing. Oh, once is gonna do that in the series. And then they have like the scene where Shrek storms the castle, but it's Vimes storming wherever they're keeping veterinary. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and actually, for this one, you could have like, were there any U2 songs in the Shrek? No, I don't think no. so. Well, you could have U2 songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you have the edge in it. Uh. No. <laughs> Lucy, stop! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you you're can't asking me to stop. stop. I'm on a real brainwave. <laughs> She's coming up with genius marketing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the end of God's God. Where? <laughs> um. Aaron, no, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> oh, you got to say it now. Oh, I was going to say. Sybil kisses Errol, and then she turns into a dragon. <laughs> 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 God damn it! Jesus Christ! God. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just thinking of like what you two songs could could fit into this world. I don't. I can't. can't there could be know. like a montage of Ankh Morpork to uh, the set to the streets have no name. I've never knowingly listened to you two. Um, you could have. Um, wait, who's a good? Who's a good example for this one? Hmm. Fuck's sake. <laughs> you could you could twist right <laughs> you could twist um i still haven't found what i'm looking for mm-hmm. but it's about death and rincewind nice yeah okay oh, um, it's an, an amv of, of yes Rinswind. yes exactly um or you could oh my god i could do that without the uh, tv for, series with or yeah. without you for um rincewind and two flower where they keep getting split <laughs> up so they're both with and without each other <laughs> perfect <laughs> mm-hmm Good stuff. <laughs> I can't think Do of any other YouTube songs. I'm I'm going through um, a list because I. <laughs> I'm going through a mental list, but like they all have nondescript titles. So yeah, I guess Sunday Bloody Sunday could follow. be the, the coronation of the dragon as king. Was that on a Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the book, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, any other? What do we think about this chapter? Any thought? Any thoughts? I think it's 
weirdly written, but I do like it. Mm. I do like this book. It's just how do you feel about like the the mission to because. J.K. Rowling has been tweeting recently <laughs> about how trans people are gonna take away her sex. <laughs> yeah. So how do we feel about I, like, I was thinking about that as I was yeah. reading this. I was like, it's actually very rude of you and it's not true to, uh, I don't know, determine stuff about the the turtle by looking at its genitals, which as we understand in like Fantastic, it is the incorrect... It is an incorrect assumption. That's not how turtles have yes. babies. Yeah. So it's gonna be yeah, yeah. Because right at this point, I didn't feel very good about that concept. But yeah. at least I mean, it's come it's around just... in the next book to like refute it. I mean, yeah. it doesn't even matter because if the turtle is gonna like have sex with another turtle, it's probably not gonna be great, no matter which angle you're coming at it from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like this like Daedalus guy at the beginning as well who's a, a great craftsman that every time he makes something for people they do something horrible to him to make him <laughs> not be able to recreate it again but he keeps going around and he keeps getting rewarded and then put in towers or having his eyes put out and his reward from this from making the spaceship he just wants he just wants to not be maimed this time <laughs> um and he doesn't even want to reward but he's killed instead and he's like yeah that's what i thought would happen <laughs> <laughs> He just keeps doing the same thing because he's good at it. Yeah, he's Even like, that's what I do. <laughs> the biggest F in the chat. It's very Monty mm-hmm. Python. Yeah. Yeah. It's also a very old um, trope of like uh, highly skilled craftsmen being old story element. Uh, like the, the yeah. Wayland or uh, Verland, as it's also called, in, from like Germanic mythology and um, also, the builders, uh, builders of the Red Keep in uh, Song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> uh, what's this, what's is that like a game? Is that like a Game of Thrones spinoff? Uh, maybe I don't know. I've never heard of Game of Thrones. It's a good. It's a good show. I liked it. It was very epic. I had lots of funny. Had lots of funny jokes about uh, war and dicks. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I think also, it was about uh, how how war is fun. Actually, yeah. How it was about you... how war bad pussy yeah how if you if you don't have a dick it's actually not gonna hurt at all if you get punched in the balls (laughs) (laughs) i forgot about that scene it makes you better at fighting theon Theon was wearing his protection he was wearing his protection (laughs) his protective was just no dick and balls Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm <laughs> Actually, having my balls cut off uh, makes me a better fighter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which you can just makes you like, angry. Barris is so skilled. <laughs> He's the most skilled fighter, well, and and hmm. until he just like completely get... loses his uh, brain cells and does stupid things in the final season. Yeah. Look, it was the final season. He had to die somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Melisandre told him that he's gonna die, so he did. So he had to. Final season <laughs> Daenerys just died. kind of forgot about the Iron Fleet, and uh, Varys just kind of forgot to be intelligent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then he just didn't see the say... Iron Fleet turning up from under her dragons uh, where she was flying over the ocean, and it was just suddenly there. And then they like, nerfed one of her dragons. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, I got to a bit in Fire and Blood where um, there's a, a, 
a woman and then her aunt who are Targaryens and they both named their children Aegon as like a thing and I was like, oh, two Aegons is real. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> two Aegons is real. It's canon. Yeah, two Aegons. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, in the show. <laughs> mm. Yeah. You just name I, your kids the same thing, it's fine, don't worry about it. My brother's um, watching it at the moment, so I think I will be doing a sort of half Game of Thrones rewatch at the moment, which sounds exciting. Oh no. Uh. What, from the beginning? From the beginning? No, he's, he's on like season four, so I'll only be seeing the worst bits. Okay, cool. Um, love that un- unbowed, unbent, oh, unbroken yeah. stuff. Yeah, Mentally, I Good can't shit. watch those episodes. No, it's I know. Exciting yeah. show. The finale of season four is great too, with the Skellington's just jumping out and killing George and for no reason. <laughs> Sometimes there's like they're like a Halloween thing where they just like <laughs> propel out of a tomb. They just did the monster mash. Yeah. Um Yeah. yeah. So sorry. Take her over the edge of the world. And it's cool. I can't believe Rincewind is dead now. That's kind of a dark ending to the Rincewind first book. fucking died. It 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 even yeah, says the, end, the, the end. Yeah. <laughs> There's no Discworld series, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just this one book. I'm so excited to read The Light Fantastic, because I've really liked The Light Fantastic. Yeah, me too. And I like I remember liking it a lot, but I don't remember anything about it, which is a through line for most of these books. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see more um, hot, steamy Rincewind and Two mm-hmm. Father action. <laughs> I'm also no excited sex for in that. Discworld. <laughs> no, uh-huh. just longing. Believe me, I'll talk about it when we get to the chapter. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think about if there's any gay people in Discworld. I can only think of three. I didn't know there were any. So that is most exciting. of them are in Monstrous Regiment. Um, yeah, I can't think of. Does anyone else have any other points? Like any sections they want to talk about? No, my brain is full of thoughts of statues being thrown in bodies of water. It's fine, we feel we're already at like an hour 20, so... Yeah, we're good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, they've gone over the edge of the world, and I guess they're dead, and that's the end of Colour of Magic. Next week, we're going to be reading the first half of A Light Fantastic, which is fun. Very fun. So, until next week, Bob Strong in the Arm is your uncle. Bjorn Strong in the Arms? That's My it, uncle? Bjorn Strong in the Arm. Bjorn it's Bjorn Strong in the Arm, but I haven't been correcting you the last episode i know i just keep saying bob it's fine <laughs> you can have more bjorn than one strong uncle bjorn strong in the arm is my uncle bjorn strong in the arm is my uncle. uncle i don't need another one he's my uncle mm. we've moved past the need for uncles <laughs> my uncle my uncle if faith uncle if faith my uncle um <laughs> what brings you here this fine morrow Okay, I'm pulling the plug. Yeah. This is over. <laughs> okay. Ancient times, how